Hello and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. Guys, my name is Cameron Walker. I am the founder and owner of The Coffee Nook, the cafe that produces this podcast. Now, The Daily Grind looks at our regular customers here who are also business owners and we look into their business journey so far. We look at their challenges they've faced, the successes they've had, and advice they might have for other people starting out in the industry. This week, I sat down with George from The Community Co. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had Pedzi, the other half of The Community Co., on the show. And this week, we got George in, who also frequents us for a coffee here at The Coffee Nook. And we heard his side of the story, what his role is, and a bit of his background as to how he got in business and where his entrepreneurial streak came from. Guys, jump in and have a listen. This is a cracker one. Daily Grind listeners, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined by George from The Community Co. Uh, if you remember, we had Pedzi from The Community Co. on a couple of weeks back. George is the other half, so we're here yes, to sir. hear his story today. Mate, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for asking, mate. Tell us your side of The Community Co. It's a body corp management company. What do you think sets you apart from the competition? Well, look, I think for us really... As basic as this may sound, it really is the way we provide the service and the use of innovative technology. The industry has been around for 40 plus years in Australia and it really has stayed in that old school, you know, triplicate signing document type scenario that banks were stuck in for for decades. And uh, so what we've come in and, and just said, look, there's a whole stack of technology now. Let's use it. But let's use it for the betterment of the actual end user, not just the body corporate management firm, yeah, right. which is the general ideology of the industry. Yep. What makes our life better yeah. and who cares what the customer yeah. experiences. So we've turned that on its head. So I think that's that's probably our biggest well, you're advantage. not wrong there. I know we've had you know issues with things in the body corp and trying yep. to get someone just to get back to you is hard yes. enough, let alone, <laughs> yes. let alone actually yes. get something done. So yep. uh, you definitely sound like you're on a winner there. Thanks, mate. Let's hear your side of how it started. Yes. Okay. So uh, I've known Pedzi for oh, a good 14 years, 13 years, something like that. And uh, when when I first met him, he was a he just come over to to study from uh, Zimbabwe, mm. in Brisbane. He was 17 years old. Uh, I was the local sort of young adults pastor at the church down the road here, yep. and uh, and he came into the fold basically. You know, we had a few hundred young adults, and he was one of the guys. But obviously, being African, he stood out, especially yep. with his bleach-tipped hair. Right? I didn't <laughs> he know he had, he had bleach-tipped yeah, hair. Right. It, was, it was brilliant. I've got a photo somewhere, and um, and so we got I, I got to know him. I sort of took him under my wing, um, and so we we had, we built a friendship over over those twelve years, and uh, including him going to uni, uh, I fed him. We fed him, so he wasn't just eating noodles, two-minute yeah. noodles, four times Me a day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ring, that's right. And so what we did was, um, so out of that friendship, um, I followed his journey on his, you know, after he finished uni, got a job yeah. in an industry that both of us didn't even know existed, yeah. called body corporate yeah. management. And so he was just talking to me through that. And then he got headhunted. And so he got headhunted by a company in, um, in Melbourne, boutique firm. And he, on the day he was leaving to go down there, yep. uh, him and I were having a farewell lunch, basically. So yep. I took him out. We went and had some ribs and wings. And, and basically, we were literally elbow deep in, in ribs and wings. And, um, and I asked him the question, hey, yep. Pedzi, have you ever thought about starting your own business? Yep. He sort of, sort of took him back a bit. And he said, uh, he said no, there's, there's a couple of big players, four big players in the industry. The, it's saturated. Mm. And so I said, well, let's have a chat. What would, it, what would you do different? And as he was talking, I realized, goodness me, I don't even know the industry. And I'm excited about what he is thinking yep. could change the industry. Yeah. And so we talked for another couple of hours. And he, went, he, he literally got in the car and drove to Melbourne yeah, that, right. that afternoon. 
And um, two weeks later, gave me a call and said, mate, I cannot get that thought out of my head. Should we go on this journey? I said, let's start. And so literally for 12 months from that moment until the day we launched, every day him and I would be talking via Skype. So I didn't see him until we actually opened the doors or three days before we opened the doors from that. So one year of setup. Yep. And then he came back up, moved his family back yep. up here. He had yeah, another so child while he was down there. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we launched, yeah. So that's how it got started. Yeah, yeah. far out. On planning, um, obviously you guys planned for about a year. Yes. How did you know that it was time to launch? How did you know you were Perfect ready? Perfect question. Great question, mate. One of the things that um, you know many people would know, Gary Vaynerchuk and, yep. and, and guys like that. And so we were consuming a lot of their content at mm. the time. Yep. Heaps of content, yep. hours and hours a week. And one of the things that kept resonating with him, um, Tim Ferriss, uh, whole, you know, Simon Sinek, all yeah. those guys, was timing. Timing, timing, timing. Timing yeah. is important. This is what yeah. timing does. And so what I had realized in discussions with Pedsy and with some future possible clients mm. was something that you just mentioned a moment ago that you're dealing with yourself, which is it was almost like this broken record every time I talked to a potential client, yeah. this broken record of our phone calls are never returned. Our emails are never returned. Yeah. The questions we have are never answered properly. The advice we're given never ends up right. Yeah. It's the basic stuff. Like, what, yeah. what, why isn't anyone returning a phone call these yeah, days? Right. And by the sixth client, yeah. I, I actually started laughing. I remember who it was. It was, it was a client down in, in New Farm. And I laughed in the guy's face. And he said, what are you laughing at? And I said, mate, I've heard this six times today. And I'm shocked that it's actually this systemic. Yeah. And he says, he says, oh, mate, I, I, I can't even tell you how many times. It's mm-hmm. so frustrating. I no longer call. Yep. I, I, you know, and, and so we thought, okay, well, that's what we need to, that's what we need to change. So mm-hmm. as soon as we, that became the bedrock of yep. what we did, which was relationships. So literally, it's on our website. Relationship is our business. Yep. So we understand that behind every phone call, email, and problem is an actual human being. Yep. And we put ourselves in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And if it was my house yep. and the wall's leaking, yeah. then I want it fixed yesterday. Yep. So, so that's what that's what drives us. Yeah, yeah. Right. There you go. You, Pedsy uses a co-working space. Yes. Do you get involved in that as well? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only there one or two days a week. Yeah. Um, and I'll explain this a bit later. But Ped, uh, Pedsy and I, um, we we're very different in our skill set, and we knew that earlier on. Mm. So I work on the business. Yep. He works in the business. Yep. And so I can explain that a bit later. But yeah, the, the co-working space for us started off as a cost-saving measure. Yep. But it ended up being a great actual environment to work yeah. in. Uh, other entrepreneurs, so when we first started off in the city on Creek Street, we've only just moved to new offices mm-hmm. last week. Um, 80 or so entrepreneurs were in there. It was a great big space. Excellent brains trust. We could, there were yeah. lawyers. There yeah. were conveyances. Yeah, there were people we can walk past and go, hey, what do you think about this? Well, we've got an idea. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And it was great brains trust and, and, uh, and you know, think tanks. Yeah. Uh, so that was an advantage, but co-working has really changed in Brisbane, yep. and it's gone to another level. It's gone from the, you know, the usual hipster, uh, you know, bearded, skinny yep. jeans yep. guy down the road trying to run a website business, mm. to now you're getting lawyers and lawyer firms and accounting firms yeah, right. occupying big spaces in co-working, because of literally of that open space, yeah. great amenities here. So my next question was going to be do you think that they're here to stay but obviously from what you're saying you think it's it's on the up oh mate the one that we've just moved to and i, I won't say which one it is yeah uh the guy who the owner of the space has just built three floors wow. right above um right above a really really big establishment in the city if i told you where we were, everyone would know in yeah. Brisbane where it is and um 
And this guy, the owner, sent his son, this is how serious they are, he sent his son to New York and to LA to look at all of their co-working spaces for six months, wow. study it all, and then come over and build exactly what you yeah. see. And he did, and it's, it's mesmerizing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as soon right. as we walked in, I don't care what we have to do, we're moving here yeah, tomorrow. And literally right. three days later, we were in. Uh, and that was the other thing. Yeah. We wanted our company to be nimble and fast and quick, yeah. whereas all of the other companies are really, they take on the corporate mentality. Mm. Get a building, set it up, have offices, and that. Yeah. We moved in three days. Yeah. When I say three days, the long the reason why it was three days was because we we're just waiting for the contracts to be done. Yeah, right. But the move actually took forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just pack it up. Let's pack it up. up. We just packed up a yeah. few computers here and we moved. Yeah. Because a lot of our stuff's in the cloud. Yep. Our documents are stored away off site, and um, and it's just it's, it was so easy. But that's the attitude we have with mm. everything: quick, fast, respond. Let's get yep. let's solve problems. Move yep. on. Yeah, and like setting up a business and taking the time to put those systems in place with the cloud, find the software that's going to work for you. You know, try a couple of different ones before you find the right one. Yes, that all takes time. Definitely, but I don't find enough businesses actually take the time to do that. Yep. But when you do, you save yourself so much more time. And as you said, you even got documents lying around. You can pick up a move. You can go work anytime. from anywhere. Anytime. And everything's in the cloud. There's yep. never. Oh, I don't have that with me. I'll send it. To you when I get back from yeah, the just office. hang on a minute. Here it is, it's on exactly. my phone. I've got it. And yes, it is definitely the way forward. But I'm still surprised that in 2018, how many <laughs> people so are still scared of the cloud? Yes, it's unbelievable. I, you know what I find also, Kim, is that why businesses just sort of set and forget. It's that human mentality. Mm. It's that human psychology of yeah. oh, I found a great program. Don't have to think about that for the yeah. next ten years. Whereas, whereas this is the beauty about Pedzi. He's like a ferret. Yeah. Right. He just ferrets through things yeah. all the time. And in the first couple of years, we changed, our industry software stayed the same, and we went with the software that was not used by everyone. Yep. Only 15% of the market had it. Yep. Um, but it was the best end user experience. Yep. And so we, we picked it up. But as far as the way we look at document management, the way we file everything, the way we do all that sort of stuff, mm. um, it, we changed six, seven times yeah. because something else would come up new. Yep. Evernote was going well. Yeah. Well, doc, Google Docs came in. Yeah, exactly. Ripped them CLA, off. You know. Exactly. Uh, but, and so we just kept moving with the latest and the best and the yep. greatest, and um, and we will continue to do that mm. as long as innovation keeps going. Not a problem at all. There's no issue for us to have to be loyal to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the way you stay ahead. Like I know for us in the coffee shop at the moment, you know, and it's obviously different being in hospitality. We're not as tech based, mm-hmm. but even with our packaging, you know. It's working True. fine at the moment, but yep. at the moment I'm looking at completely changing and stripping Excellent. it back and changing it again because Excellent. there's something better that's come out. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't think enough people constantly step back and look at their systems and the way that they're doing things and go, is this the best way? Do you think Do you think that's because they see the cost as prohibitive mm. and don't see the benefit of doing that? Potentially. Yeah. I also right. think the fact that a lot of people are still working in their businesses and not on their businesses, yeah, so point. they don't have the time Very to step point. out and actually see it as well. Yes. What's it like working in a partnership? It sounds like you've got a pretty good balance with yeah. you working on it and him working in it. Does mm-hmm. it work well? Mate, it works. I've got to say, uh, I grew up in a family that was a partnership business mm. run family. Yep. My father and his brother, uh, my uncle, were in a painting business and building business for about 40 years together. Yep. And they had some massive arguments, yeah. like big time, yep. to the point where at certain stages there'd be... Th- three, four, five years where the families wouldn't talk because they had a major blue, right, right. about something. And uh, I don't even know how they worked together while the families weren't talking. And so I thought partnerships were just, oh, goodness, you know, what a nightmare. But I think for us, what what made us a massive difference was there was a mutual respect, a mutual, um, we wanted to see 
the other person succeed. And that was a true feeling of, of respect. So, so not just the family that I grew up in, but because I, I've been a pastor for, for so many years as, as part of my other vocation, mm. is I've talked to, with business people and people through all their life stages and all the yeah. problems they all go yeah. through. And probably the biggest issue I've had with counseling people through business issues has been partnerships that have gone wrong. Yeah. And it, it almost makes you sort of like, I, I don't want to be a partner with anyone. This is yeah. a joke. But the biggest, the biggest reason I found yep. the the normal, the, if I could, if I could use the the common thread through all the partnerships, is the lack of respect that they have for each other mm. and the other person's giftings yep. or strengths that they bring. Yeah. And so what would happen is, you know, it would always it would always come down to boil down to, well, he took five thousand dollars out of the account. I want to take five thousand yeah. dollars. Well, the money's not really the issue. No, that's not the point. That's now just the the final straw mm. that broke the camel's back. Mm. It's everything else that's happened for the five years before that, yeah. where you felt unheard, disrespected, um, you were constantly railroaded, all those sort of things. Yeah. So we don't have any of that. So Pedsy and I, uh, if we disagree on something, we uh, because we respect each other enough, it that helps with putting the arguments down. Yeah. Let's talk through. Yep. Okay, look, yep, your one works better than mine. Great, Let, let's do that. Yeah, right. Because we have the, our common goal is the growing of the business. Mm. Now that comes because not only do we have a mutual respect for each other, but also we want I want to see him succeed yeah. and he wants to see me succeed. Yeah. So when he when he goes and does something and earns more money, mm. I'm like, that's the best thing I've I've heard this week for you, mate. I'm yeah. so excited for you. Yeah. I don't go, how much money did you make? And I yeah. I, I want to make that money now. Yeah, exactly. At all. No. So there's none of that. And because of that, there is this um, there isn't this need to grab. Mm. Is there's always this need to give, mm. and so. That, is, that that's been a couple of big ingredients for us. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. I was talking to uh, Jesse from Pivot Projects in our last podcast, yes. yep. the last episode, and he was saying exactly the same thing in his business. He said, "When you can see not only the downfalls of the other person, but also see what they bring yep. and their benefits and their strengths as well." Often yes. people don't look for that. When you see that, you see that it kind of balances itself out. And exactly. Everyone's got their flaws, and everyone's got their benefits. Totally and, agree. And their gifts, and when you see both, it, it just works. So. Huge. Very good point that you brought up there. And, mate, and let me add for us too, um, there was a, we, we had the extra added trick of I was his pastor. Yeah. In his formative years or yeah. in his later formative years from 17 on, right? Like mm. he's 32 now or 33. Yeah. And so, so as we've, as we've come through, that relationship's had to change. That dynamic, yeah. Yes, and so I've become his friend, yeah. then we became great friends, best friends, and now business partners, right? Yeah. So I don't counsel him. No. on issues he has with you need to go get that from someone exactly. else now yeah. our relationship is friend and business partner business, yeah. I'll help you through stuff yeah. but I'm not going to do what I did when you were 17 no, it's a whole yeah. different dynamic whole different dynamic let's talk a little bit about your background yes, before the community co obviously you've mentioned that you're a pastor what, yep. what else have you done well mate I, um, I studied a bachelor of economics majored in corporate law and accounting mm-hmm. down in Sydney uni yep. finished in 94 so people don't try to work out, spend the next, the whole rest of the podcast trying to work out how old I am. I'm I 44. Say, I was one. <laughs> you were one. Right. I'm 44. Um, and so, uh, so I did that. I, I went into the corporate industry uh, down in Sydney, worked as a finance manager for a while, financial controller, a yeah. couple of businesses, moved up to Brisbane. I, we, we really felt my, my wife's family's all from Brisbane. Yeah. Um, I'm married to a great woman named Heather. We've got um, five kids. So that's a whole uh, other world right yeah. there. <laughs> Uh, and so we found out how it works and we've put a stop to that now well, what was happening so yeah. no more kids and so um, so what I did we when I came up here I really felt the call to go into ministry yeah. and so uh, you know a, a job offer came 
And we thought, okay, well, that's the door opening. So we took that and I've, I've been doing that now for 20 years. Mm. And so as a, as a pastor, uh, yeah. for those who don't know that, a minister, some people might call him a priest, but without, but I can get married yeah. <laughs> in, that, in that denomination, <laughs> Pentecostal denomination. And so for me, I was asked to go in and do a couple of things first and then to take over the young adult age bracket, um, yeah. which is that late teens to late 20s. And so I did that and it grew. It was at a church just down the road from where we're recording this. And... Um, that grew to about a thousand people and so it was quite a large group of people had 65 leaders I was working full-time on it and but always in the back of my mind I knew there was I've always wanted to be in business yeah it's something that I I've always loved being a part of growing up yeah and so I did that um, but also along with that what came as an offshoot from pastoring were people wanting to be life coached or mentored Mm. and so I started doing that with business people I started doing that with um, a couple of Olympic athletes. Mm-hmm. I did that with. Yeah, wow. yeah that's, that's that was that was quite an amazing, um, if you could say, God moment or yeah. just divine moments where you know bump into someone. Next minute they give, find my number, give me a call, and say, "Can we chat?" Yeah, right. And uh, I'm coaching a Olympic swimmer. You know, <laughs> I know nothing about swimming, <laughs> right. but I'm working on his mindset yeah. rather than his techniques. Yeah. And so, so it's been a yeah, it's been a very, very fulfilling last twenty years to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. And you just touched on there the fact that obviously you've been in and around business growing up. Where'd your entrepreneurial streak come from? Do you think? Uh, it's look. It's got to be. It's got to be my my father and yep. his and his brother. I would say as much as they were, you know, argy bargy all the time with with business. They always wanted to take risks and yep. try to figure things out and uh, that. And so actually, I've got two sisters and a brother, and all of them are in business. Mm. So uh, you know, they didn't start off that way, but they've ended up yep. owning businesses. Yep. My sister. My two sisters own two restaurants in Sydney that are, you know, killing it. Yeah. My brother's a pharmacist um, and also has an air conditioning business as well on the side. Uh, yeah, it's quite just interesting. On side, just yeah. on the side. <laughs> yeah. We'll put an air con in for you. Um, I always keep saying to him, "Where are you? <laughs> you by day you are you're always one foot higher than everyone else, dispensing yeah. pills from a big jar to a yeah. little jar, as yeah. Seinfeld would say. <laughs> and by night you are in someone's roof putting in an air, air con." <laughs> And so we've, so we've, that's always been an air yeah. uh, of what we've done. And so uh, for me, I think for me, uh, some people may have done this book called um, Strengths Finder 2.0 uh, by Tom Rath. And uh, it's a great book that was a 40 year, a combination of a 40 year study yeah. by the Gallup Institute, honing down the human skill set, yeah. the human strengths down to 34, right? And you take a, you take a questionnaire. And it gives you what your top five are. Mm. Um, now, when I did it, it, it literally someone it was almost like someone held a mirror up against me and said, yeah. "This is who you are." Yeah, it right. blew my mind. Now I've got I've had 50, 60 people in the last few years do it, mm. and same sort of reaction yeah. every single time. It was either a confirmation of what they knew, or mm. like, "Wow, yeah. this is who I am." Yeah. And so what I found was my top five were strategy, communication, belief, ideation, and activation. Mm. Right. And so, and when I when I read what each of these five mean, it blew yeah. me away. Yeah. And I realized strategy is really what I. So when I so you know as a kid when I was gaming, yeah. I wouldn't I don't want to shoot them up. Yeah. I wanted to play strategy games. Yeah. How do I get here? How do I do that? Yeah. What about risk games? And, yeah. And so I realized, oh, that's why I love those games. Yeah. So my brain works that way. Yeah. So what I thought, what I used to think was a hot, oh, I'm just highly opinionated and want to tell everyone what to do, mm. became, no, I actually see, make complex situations and see a simple way through. Yeah. That's just how my brain works. Yeah. And so when once I've honed those strengths, mm. I knew that, well, that, there's an entrepreneur right there. Yeah. That's what an entrepreneur needs. Yeah. And so that helps. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 
What's your advice to young entrepreneurs starting out? There's obviously a huge hype around, yes, you know, with people is. like Gary Vee and stuff out yep. there at the moment sending their message on social media, everyone wants to start a business and be an entrepreneur and hustle yes. and grind. What's your advice to people who do want to get started in business? Yeah, good good question, mate. And you are right. There is a massive dust up, isn't there, about, mm. about um, being an entrepreneur. I think people need to understand what an entrepreneur really is mm. and the motivations behind an entrepreneur. Yep. An entrepreneur in the true sense of the world is someone who is an innovator and someone who says, you know what, I can do things a little different or I've got some ideas mm. and I, I want to develop some strategy behind it. Yeah. Um, if you're just in it to make money, mm. you've, you're, you're done. Yeah. Because the making money side comes with passion. Yeah. So when you're passionate about something, money, money will follow mm. at some stage. It may not be early on, but yeah. it will get there. An entrepreneur is passionate about what they're doing. Mm. They'll stay up all night. They'll work, they'll hustle, as yeah. Gary Vee says. You know, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll sell whatever they need to sell in order mm. to make the thing happen. But if you're in it for, for money, then you're always grabbing, yep. right? And you're not, you're not wanting to grow, mm. you're just wanting to get yep. uh, wealthier. And, um, and so they're, they're the big things for me. So my biggest advice to them, would, to, a, to someone who's thinking of being an entrepreneur is, check your motives, mm. check what your motives are, yep. make sure that the reason why you want to do it is because you're passionate about it. Yep. That passion what's, is what's going to drive you through the tough times. Exactly. Um, and there'll be many of them. Mm. And, and people will say, what are you doing that for? Yeah. That's just stupid. Why are you doing that? That's a stupid idea. That's fine. When you're passionate, you're like, thank you. And you just carry on. Exactly. Right? Um, so for me, check your motives. And number two, uh, be strategic about what you want to do. Mm. You know, Get some good people around you. If you're not a strategic person, if you don't know numbers, mm. if you don't know uh, business and you've never done it before, get some people around you who will mentor you through that. Yeah that you might have a great idea, and I've known many people that I've mentored who've had great ideas, and I think, my goodness, you can run a great business. Mm. But as soon as I sit down with them, I'm like, no, you need a partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can do this, you're great at yep. graphic design, you're yep. amazing at video editing, but you suck at invoicing yep. and everything else that comes with running a business. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so you need to know where your strengths and weaknesses are. Mate, that's yep. some fantastic advice. Uh, lastly, what is your favorite album? I don't know if you heard Pedsy's one on this. He said <laughs> did the he Backstreet, say, Boys. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought so. One I of their albums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I paused the podcast and went, did he just say Backstreet Boys? Is he serious? Favorite Mate, look, album. for me, I think, um, I've got to say, Michael Jackson was a huge influence growing up for me. Yep. Massive. So so any one of his albums, Thriller was always a favorite, yep. you know, with, with all of that. Um, he sort of lost it a little bit to the end there. Yeah, you know, but he's got some great hits. Great hits. Yeah. Incredible. Honestly, he if he was still alive and had some good people around him, yeah. he would be creating some incredible music. He now, would. You know? He would, yeah. definitely. George, thanks for taking the time out today. Absolute pleasure, show, mate. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. Cheers. Well, that wraps up another week's episode, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for sticking around. As always, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud if you want to be alerted as soon as new episodes are released. And also make sure you're following us over at The Coffee Nook on Facebook and on Instagram. That way you can stay up to date with what we get up to between episodes. Guys, as always, thank you for sticking around. I will speak to you next week. Thanks.